Hola, galeros. This is Jaws Blake of the Painter Files Podcast. I am your host, as you all know. <laughs> this is episode 135. <laughs> we got there. It's uh, perplexing sometimes how we've managed to just talk and live in this art world for so long and not run out of things to talk about. It's a good journey. I'm happy to share it with you. So, Galeras, I am officially 40 now. I had a birthday on Friday. I am 40 years old. Wow. <laughs> I can't say I've really kind of figured out what 40 was going to be like. The way I heard all these stories growing up as a little kid, everybody talked about how, you know, it was super difficult to live this long and how we were constantly going to have to worry about being locked up or murdered or all these things and like growing up with that narrative is a very difficult thing to kind of hear you find it difficult to see yourself beyond those type of examples and ideas drinking some tea please remember to drink some water i just remember thinking of like basquiat and even uh Pollock at like 48 or 43, I forget what he was, 40, something. And just, they lived these really hard art lives. And that was just as artists. This isn't even like including, you know, being black or a person of color or Afro Latino or anything of that nature. Just living as an artist was just this really difficult, difficult path that it was always kind of pointed towards me. Something would happen via an adult in my life passing away or struggling with some type of addiction or whatnot. And it just seemed so difficult and distant and far away that I've never really had plans up to this point in my life. I mean, I really didn't plan past 30, to be honest. But 40, jeez. I know I'm going to do great things. I know I'm going to make great places and introduce amazing art to a lot of people and hopefully a lot of good episodes to a lot of awesome people too. But it is perplexing sometimes to imagine myself passed off in the distance looking down the alleyway deep into the future and then seeing myself doing things and being beyond that moment. I I hope, I guess, in the farthest extent that I am doing well by 20-year-old Schwara's standards, <laughs> that he looks through the alleyway and he sees me, the mountain pass, and he sees me doing as I'm doing now, and he's like, wow, that is a, that is quite the adventure to look forward to. So, yeah, I just hope older me, not old, but older me, um, is acceptable via my unknown standards that I lived. So, go figure. Art, 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 art. So, 
I was brought, it was brought up to my attention via a question through Penny Files Podcast and gmail.com. Um, the question was, how do I, I talk about like moving, be- becoming a master and moving on through those mistakes and figuring out, uh, in being a master, you realize that you will make mistakes, but you learn how to kind of fix them and move past them and not let them drag you down and stop you from moving forward. But the question was, what type of mistakes do you find yourself still making? And also just what type of mistakes have you made in the past? And then like, how do you, how do you physically actually move past them? What are the next steps to do those things? And I thought about this for about a week, a whole, whole lifetime, if you will, in podcasting. And it was one of those things that I realized the two things that came true for me. One was I asked myself now, is this confusion or anger or emotion or whatever type of distraction that it's become, is it valuable? Like, will this motivate you to do better and to work harder? The oftentimes the the actual answer is no. Like it's more sign it's more of a distraction that keeps me from kind of going and trying to do the next new thing that I really want to do. And so I tell myself, Jara, um, you gotta let it go then. It's not worth your time if it's not going to be productive. I'm moving microphones on my desk as I'm talking to you. Uh, and you have to let it go, and you have to learn to just just breathe in, breathe out. Take your hands that are turned up with all the weight in the world that you carry. Turn them upside down, and just let it go. And that's what I've been doing for a while now. Um, the mistakes I tend to make... Um, are oftentimes very simple ones. They're the simple ones that everybody else makes. I lean too hard when I press down with a brush and a line is too thick. And so it looks more like an eye is winking as opposed to all the way open. And I I have to decide, well, do I want to make the next eye that way? Do I want to try and go back and fix it in post? Do I want to start over? Do I want to trash it? Do I want to let it sit on my mind, the rest of the painting? Or do I just want to let it go and keep moving? And oftentimes, I'm, I'm a strong believer in let it go and keep moving. And as I do my ink washes, I tend, to, I tend to kind of shape them a little more with colors and hues and grays and dark grays and blacks and the 15 other grays <laughs> that I work with. Uh, I hardly ever leave anything just white, unless it's like a background. Nothing is ever just white. Um, and so that gives me a lot of leeway to just kind of go and move and I fight it with colors and patterns and textures and all these things because I don't want to be hindered by the idea that I can't keep moving forward because of something small and insignificant and I realize for a lot of artists like those moments are so important and characteristic of how they make and I respect that. That's just not me. I won't live that life. It's not what I want. It's not what I need. It's not who I am or what I deem to be 
the next thing that I need to do. I'm just, I'm always moving ever far as I'm dropping things. I'm always moving ever forward. And so that's, that's what I do, honestly. I don't see, I don't see roadblocks so much anymore. I see layers. I guess that's kind of the funny thing about me not being a digital artist. I see in layers. I see, I, but the, I guess the difference between me and the digital aspect would be that with them, layers can be erased and then remade. With mine, my layers are, are there, and I can either keep going over them and work them to death, or I can accept them and move forward. And I feel like, in my life at least, that I've made the right decision with what I've done. That I am not a slave to my to my inner demons. I like to think they more whisper sweet nothings and tell me to stay on my path and to not stop so much to look around and see if anything if if the world is watching me per se be ridiculous because I feel like a lot of it is it's theater it's uh, showmanship even though it's just for me there's a performance aspect to it that I feel like I'm always kind of linked into and so I work on that and I work on being the best artist that I feel like if they, if someone was watching and reading a book about me or a movie, they would be like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. And that's how I work. Time for a sponsored message. I was talking to my buddy Tina, whose birthday is on Monday. And... We were just kind of discussing and going back and forth and we were talking about like Instagram and YouTube and twi- TikTok and Twitter and all these places and like videos and like making videos and how I'm seeing kind of the audiences that I've always wanted to see on these smaller apps that I'm, I'm not being able to really find per se in these long form videos, which sucks because I've spent a lot of money <laughs> so that I could make these long-form videos, but maybe that's my own uh, ego talking than it is my my talent. Or maybe it's nothing to do with either one. Maybe it's just a algorithm or a ability or a, a... What's the word? An ability to follow things for a long period of time. <laughs> an attention span that people just don't have anymore so I'm making things on TikTok which I find kind of interesting I never really thought I would be into the whole TikTok thing until I realized that it's not just dance moves and it's not just very very young people which is the oldest thing I've said all podcast Um, very very young people kind of entertaining themselves with silly uh, zoomer humor I guess uh the generation buff after me um yeah it's none of those things it's it's literally just this place of like people trying to support each other trying to find specific types of things like 
mechanics and machine porn, which I think is kind of interesting, just people taking things apart and then putting them in different arrays and all these types of things, sculptors, if you will, musicians, dancers, playwrights, photographers, all these people. And I found a good home right there, actually, right now. I didn't think I was going to, but then I really looked into it. And unlike YouTube, sadly, YouTube does not seem to really... They want lots of creators on there, but they don't want to promote creators. The creators are the users. And so it's difficult to see, essentially, that they are they're doing their own thing and then having anything to do with us. Uh, they do have their shorts. The shorts actually are ridiculously popular. I had my first over 2,000 views on a video, and it was literally 15 seconds. But it felt really nice, so little victories, you know. I think that's kind of what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for these little kind of little acknowledgments from these places, which is silly because I don't need them. I'm very successful as an artist and even somewhat famous in some cases as as a painter. But, uh, yeah, you, you feel that urge to be validated by a counter Basically, it goes, one person saw it, 60,000 people saw it, and so on and so forth. But uh, I'm realizing, though, I can work within the medium's time frame. I just have to just film and then cut back and do all this other stuff, which kind of sucks. Because, you know, like I said, it takes time to make these things. But maybe time is the trick. People don't want to see the cake being made. They want to see the cake. Really aggravates me. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Because <laughs> I'm just like, the, the process is the beauty of it. The process of, of building a popsicle house is like the cooler part of, of the popsicle house. The actual, the actual popsicle house is just a bunch of, you know, thumb, tongue depressors glued together with Elmer's glue. Hmm. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not I'm not meant to understand all of it. But oh well. I figure the process is why I do Patreon. By the way, I do Patreon. Um <laughs> the process of like showing how the little bits and pieces, the little details, the little etchings, the little imprints, the thoughts, the sequences, the long videos, the all these things, they're all part of the process. And I love sharing those on YouTube. So perhaps I need to privately share those more so on my on my Patreon. Uh, you can find me as uh, Joara Blake. And I'll put the link in the description. Um, so maybe that's where it goes. Maybe that's where the people get to see all the things and go about that. And maybe just the smaller video stuff only exists in the in the people who actually wish to see them or when I wish to make them I don't know I'm in search hopefully to find soon hmm. Time for a painter file story. <laughs> One day I'll get this right, the first try. 
drink some water. So, it's the first day of summer today, which is March 21st. And it reminds me of the story of um, Shell, who was a friend of mine, who was a figure model, who I went to high school with. So I come to class and they say there's gonna be a figure model now. We had been drawing and painting like the same two individuals for most of the semester. And one was an elderly, uh, chubby, like white guy, probably in his like 50s, maybe. It's hard to gauge it when you're really young because everybody's just older than you and that's how you, you gauge most things. But, um, and then there was another, there was an elderly black woman who was probably like in her 40s. And she was, uh, she was, she wasn't a small woman, but she wasn't a big woman. Um, and she wore glasses. I remember that. And she, I remember the smell of the room because she, I could smell like what she put in her hair when she would, uh, sweat. Cause it was not a, the building was like a super old building that was not air conditioned. It had plain, pane glass windows above and they would hang sheets in front of them so that we could draw these individuals as they stood on, on, uh, wood frame boxes like big platform boxes um with like these high heavy bright lights so it was like a million degrees you've got these people sweating you smell them sweating as well as you are sweating as well as everyone else is sweating and this week we had a new model and i didn't know who it was and in walks one of my middle school, high school, now college, best buddies. And Shell, I had not realized, Michelle, I had not realized was a figure model there. I knew she was a dancer, but I didn't know she was a figure model. So, yeah. (laughs) There I am drawing this girl who I had a crush on in middle school. Um... She had blonde hair and a belly button ring, a long dangly belly button ring that's kind of hung like a chandelier. It was, I hated that thing. I thought it was hideous. <laughs> it's a weird thing to remember, these things you remember. But yeah, she, she was this, she was this beautiful girl, but it was, you know, I had no feelings for her about being in there other than like, oh shit, I'm drawing a friend of mine. So there we are and we've done a couple of weeks of drawing her and like we're getting all these like angles and all these things and of course we're in art school and it's our first year so like figure drawing is basically you draw faces and shoulders and nipples and you never draw penises and vaginas because you're just terrified that's that the model will lock eyes with you staring at their private areas and so you're just terrified that like there's like a a weird like pervert caught in the act type of thing but it wasn't but it felt like it was um and so it's just this awkward thing of like drawing and and doing these things and like drawing faces and all these like super strong studies and she's got this big back tattoo so everybody's trying to figure out how to put that into it because they've never got to draw anybody in a figure drawing class who had back who had a tattoo 
because these these older people just didn't have any tattoos. Maybe the old guy had like a forearm Popeye like anchor tattoo, but I, I don't remember it if he did. I think his name was Bruce. And yeah, so it's just we're having these conversations, we're taking breaks. Shell puts on like drapes herself in like a a, a, a robe and goes out and like smokes a cigarette and a bunch of people like smoke cigarettes and they're hanging out and they're just kind of talking and having conversations i'm talking to shell i'm like oh that's crazy that you're in here and i give her a hug and everybody looks at me like i'm crazy and i'm like no 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 we're like <laughs> we've known each other for like 15 years and they're just kind of looking at us like oh man that's so crazy isn't that weird and i was like i mean it could be but i guess it's not i guess i just kind of accepted it immediately and uh, later that day, Shell has a, a stroke, has heat stroke in the middle class, not a stroke, has heat stroke in the middle class. Apparently she hadn't been drinking any water most of the day, she hadn't really eaten anything, and she just kind of did the class, and the class was like a three-hour class. So you've got the spotlights, you've got the hot room, you've got all these elements that are going into it. And all she's eaten today are cigarettes. And so she falls off of she the end of she she literally like they call the end of the pose thing and she stands up and then she takes the worst header anyone has ever taken. And there's just blood everywhere. I think she chipped a tooth. She definitely busted her nose open and she like busted her eyebrow. So we're all trying to like help her up but she's naked and so it's just kind of awkward in a way so one of the other women get up and they help her to the dressing room help her get dressed as like an ambulance comes and checks her out and she's got a concussion and it's just this crazy crazy thing that is unfathomable at the time like you just you're you're learning the anatomy of a human being and you're studying it so intensely that you're noticing you're not noticing the body language of a person and it was just the weirdest most wild thing I think I I remember experiencing and of course at this time I'm dating this extremely jealous girl who is way very jealous of like the fact that my friend is there and she's beautiful and she just she can't handle that it's too much. Once again, I have no interest in trying to date Michelle, nor does anyone, uh, nor does Michelle have interest in me. I'm, I'm with this girl who's just a mess, basically. And throughout the year and a half of us dating, she proceeds to be a bigger mess about like all the figure drawing stuff and all that. She's just very jealous and insecure and I'm I'm stubborn and not really realizing like we should just break up like it shouldn't be one of those things where you you keep trying to like figure out a way to like be two things be the supportive person for someone who is very jealous in something that doesn't have anything to do with them because in their eyes like you they can't separate art from nudity from porn I guess and so it was just this crazy crazy experience 
And this whole time, like, I'm trying to, like, check on my friend. And I'm hearing this this woman basically say these negative things. And eventually I just snapped at her. And I was like, look, man, this is my friend. This is my friend for a very long time. You have to chill out or fuck off. And so it was just this wild, wild experience of just trying to learn how to... Like, all these things are going on that are super dramatic. But in the process, I'm learning hands and feet and the way shoulders connect and arms connect into torsos and how the body rolls upward into the midpoints of, say, the privates and so on and so forth and learning how to draw all those bits and pieces, vaginas and penises and vulvas and all this stuff because they do this thing where they go switch and you're meant to, while the model is in a pose, you're meant to move around the room and learn to draw them on one page in several different positions. And so you're learning perspective and focus on bits and pieces. And so you're expected to then turn in like a piece at the very end. There's construction going outside, so I apologize if it's loud. But it was just this very wild kind of lesson learning. And I I learned I met some of the best people that I some of the best artists I've ever met in my life. I learned how to do a bunch of things. Uh, learned about cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> learned about dumpster diving for art supplies. I learned about SCAD, Savannah School of Art and Design, which I went to eventually. And this was all at a community college in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was just this wild little thing that kind of turned itself into this, this adventure. And then it eventually became my calling, you know? I, I really felt deeply that like being an artist was one of the most important things in my life. And for a little while, I even quit being an artist because I just didn't think I was going to be good enough. Like, I remember a professor who told me, like, you need to learn how to draw everything and you're okay at drawing some things and you're very good at drawing some other things and your color theory is amazing, but you have a lot to go with. And it was such a scary concept to think, I wasn't good enough at the time. And I mean, the silly part was like, I was super young. I couldn't have been more than 21. More water. And I really couldn't have known all the things I needed to know. With all the art books and the anatomy books and all these things, these dynamic stretching books and all these other things about like the muscles and the sinew and like, the bones and the the veins and the skin and the pores and the weenus, which is the elbow skin. Uh, I always like that word. It just makes me laugh. And um, yeah, it was just one of those things where you you had to feel what you were doing. And eventually I got there. Like I, I had to do a lot of figure drawing classes in between that time. 
And on several occasions, I ran across friends, girlfriends, and friends that I had gone to school with, uh, never anybody I dated. Um, But it was very interesting to see, like, how that worked. I even did a figure drawing class. I was there all naked and sweaty and exhausted. I didn't realize how hard that job was until I did a figure drawing class as a model. And I, I never, I pulled muscles in my body that I did not know I had to pull. In my arms and in my back and in my shoulders and all that stuff. And this is pre-injury, pre-falling off a ladder and almost breaking my neck. So this is like, it was just, it was difficult on a level that I hadn't, I was not prepared to see both sides of it. And to see how easy it was for Shell to like, lose track of what was going on and then fall and that and just how easy and exhausting it was like I felt like I had swam like a thousand miles by the time it was over but it was it was fascinating Uh, I suggest anyone who wants to learn how to draw the human form get all the anatomy books Uh, Go to figure drawing classes, like be like a sponge, take in as much information and draw as much as humanly possible. And if you have a hard time with something, you're not good with hands or feet, then just draw them. Just keep drawing them over and over and over until you feel confident, until you feel good. And then keep drawing them. Like, I've learned shortcuts throughout the ways to draw them without having to do all the details. But I can do that now because I know how to. So, yeah. Practice. 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 It is that magical time again for meditation. I'm I'm so glad to hear that these are so good for you guys. My galeras, my jinshi, my wonderful people. Um, Side note, my jinshi shirts are finally in stock. Um, You can definitely pick one up on my my store on my website, jawsblakeblog.com. Um, and then just go to the top and there's a store for prints and shirts and all that stuff. And you should definitely pick one up. It'll deeply support the podcast and just keep everything going, which I, which I love. I wanted to make something special for the pod and these Genshi shirts really kind of feel like they are deeply connected to us because that's who we are. We're the Genshi, the Mijentes, as they say in Spanish, the Genshi, as they say in Portuguese. So let's begin our meditation, shall we? Take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. And a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. So, I have been living by this motto recently of... Does it have value 
when it comes to things that are upsetting me? And the answer typically is no. Like, is it motivating me to finish something? Is that energy useful or does it need to just go and get out of the way so that I can be as active as I need to be and as I want to be? And so that is my challenge to you in this meditation. I want you to breathe in deep and let it go. And breathe in deep and then let it go. Just imagine you have a ball and in that ball, in your hands, you're holding it, holding it like, like a watermelon. Yeah, it feels good, a watermelon. And as you put things into it, it gets a little heavier and it gets a little heavier and it gets a little heavier. Just filling it with all that extra energy that you're holding on to. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Just extra energy. And when it gets too heavy, I want you to just let it go. Let it fall. You don't have to hold on to it. It is not substance. It is not energy that you can use it is this weight that you're filling up like a water balloon and as it slips from your a lot of analogies i know um as it slips from your hands you're struggling to carry it you carry it upstairs you carry it down and around rooms you carry it every single possible place And you don't have to. So I want you to breathe in. And let it go. I want you to hold that heavy watermelon above your head. And then just push it forward and let it go. Let it float away. Let it fall to the ground. Just... Don't carry it anymore. Take all that weight and put it into that big watermelon. All that, all that energy, just let it seep in there. Let it fill from your palms. Like your palms are, are sockets with holes in them, pouring out all that extra. Because your body will make more. Believe me, you're never not going to have extra. And in that, I want you to just, once it's full, once you feel like you've put all all that you can put in there, just let it go. Let it fall out. Let it be done. And move forward. Love you, Galeras. You're my Jinji. We are... Okay. 
All right, you wonderful people. My Galatos, my Jinchi. This is the end of the podcast. I hope you had a great one. I feel very lucky to have you. And I just want to say thank you very much. If you'd like to support the podcast, please leave a like and a subscribe and a five star and all those types of things and a comment wherever you listen to the podcast. Be that be iTunes or Yahoo or Spotify or any of those other places. Earwolf. I don't know. Um, please, yeah, check it out. Um, go to the, please check out the videos on the YouTube Painter Files is where you can find me. If you'd love to leave a comment or have a conversation with me, please feel free to do so. I always appreciate those on painterfilespodcast at gmail.com. And everything else you can find on jawsblakeblog.com. Shirts, bags, prints, paintings, everything. Uh, So, uh, and art books. Good art books. Really good art books. Um, So, yeah. I'll talk to you later. I hope you're well. I hope you have a great week. Happy 40th to me. Happy 35th to Tina. (laughs) Happy 50th to Jenna. Happy 29th, 32nd, or 43rd, or 33rd, or 34th uh, to everyone. Uh, Happy 34th to my love. And uh, everybody else and anybody else I've missed out on, happy birthday to you. And I shall see you next week. Painter out. Ciao.